0: Uh, playoffs, we'll talk about. Playoffs, you kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. You know what it is. Welcome to another edition of the Fantasy Freestyle, where we put the fun in functional fantasy analysis. I'm your host, the Spittin' Statistician, Dane Martinez. With me, as always, is my man, Matty Modica. We are now with only a couple of weeks left into the playoffs for fantasy football, and a lot of teams, Matt, had, you know, severe injuries that are taking shape, not only real teams, but our fantasy teams are on kind of life support depending on who you had. Did you avoid some of these big-time whammies this week, Matt?
1: Uh, no, I got enough mm-hmm. teams where, you know, I was I was victim to it Thursday night, you know, yeah. Burrow coming out you know, and the HN injury <laughs> nothing yeah. you can do. I mean, even Kenneth Walker owns. Absolutely. Out know, bright and early and You know, we'll see what the Geno Smith effect is and how seriously that injury is.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, you talk about some of them. You know, Aaron Jones went down. Mark Andrews going down. Cooper Cup going down. You talk about Kenneth Walker. You talk about Devin H. And a lot of people were excited to have him back. He gets re-aggravated. So this is, listen, where we talked. Told people, Matt, that going into the playoffs, if you see yourself as a playoff team, we said it last week, organize yourself with those handcuffs. And, you know, if you have a Zach Charbonnet, if you have a, um you know, the Raheem Mostert that grows in kind of potential, you know, maybe we'll talk about an Isaiah likely. We've been telling you about a lot of the tight ends that we like week in and week out. And now, if you're down Mark Andrews, there could be some issues. But let's start with the quarterbacks here, you know, Matt. I mean, We even haven't, I think, talked since Deshaun Watson went down. And he's going to miss the end of the year with the shoulder injury. But obviously, Burrow is the big name to talk about with that wrist injury. And you could see it when he was trying to throw on the sideline, couldn't grip the ball. All the stuff has come out, obviously, about him flying with the brace and if he should have been on the injury report and things of that nature. But with these quarterbacks, whether it's Watson, Burrow, I mean, Zach Wilson getting benched, Geno Smith with the elbow, he did come back. Where do you think are the big time ripple effects for their position players? You know, you and I talked about Drafting Jamar Chase as 1.02 in, in in August, right? We talked about guys like Garrett Wilson. We've talked about guys like, you know, Kenneth Walker. Where is the ripple effect? And what other players do you really have to kind of manage or be worried about given some of the injuries we saw in week 11?
1: Well, I mean, the, the Bengals, um, that offense just gets downgraded. Yeah. I mean, the guy is great as Chase. He's got to take a hit. I mean, him. Even if you have Higgins and he's coming back, you know, what is his ceiling now? And I think they, I believe they have the third toughest pass offense, you know, rest of the season. The schedule. So it would be difficult to begin with. And now without Burrow, you know, the, the Steelers can't move it on offense, but they're playing them this week. They play good defense. Or the secondary could be suspect, but you got Watt and those other guys up front
0: that get to the quarterback. Are there any? Are there any guys on your radar where this could help? Like, could it help a Joe Mixon? Could it help a uh, Raheem Mostert? Could it help a Puka Nakua if Cooper Cup is down with the ankle injury? You know, are there any kind of positive implications where now guys may get more of the kind of share of opportunities based on how these teams may have to adjust? I'm thinking about even like a Kareem Hunt, for example, if they're going to be riding with DTR. I want winners. Yeah, I mean, Puka definitely gets a boost
1: if there's no uh, cup. And I, I can't – I don't know. If he, if he has an ankle sprain, I don't see him playing this week. Right. I we get on the field. Uh, Mixon, you know, he's the volume guy. I'm not a big Mixon fan. But, you know, he actually – they actually ran the ball well against the Ravens. And he, you know, so I got to think they're going to try and ride him. And uh, stuff like that likely is obviously a target. But, I mean, the other two receivers – Beckham, mm-hmm. um, and Bateman. I mean, Zay Jones should have had 20 points in that game. That was an egregious holding call on OBJ there. And then he just, you know, just went out of bounds and, you know, uh, let him a little too much. So, I mean, I would look at the Ravens, you know, other pieces. Because somebody's got to step up. Right. And I don't know if it's necessarily going to be likely. You know, you got to bet on him, you know, because of the tight end. And we know he's got talent. But OBJ's been turning it on. I mean, Bateman has speed and stuff. Mm-hmm. just never seemed to connect. And even when he throws him a good pass, he drops it. So, yeah. uh, in Miami, it's not just Mostert. Who's the If H chans out, who's the other guy? You saw Ahmed. Ahmed, touchdown. Jeff Wilson Jr. That touchdown pass is probably the H play. Like, right. I was like, oh! Right. <laughs> you know? So, I mean, Jeff Wilson Jr., who people were cutting and,
0: you know, he was irrelevant. Now maybe he's relevant again. <laughs> you know so we'll say we'll see. I mean, absolutely. my mind goes to Odell as well. They've been starting to try and get him involved mm. let's go to that game that thursday night game baltimore takes out and what's a huge afc north regardless of the injuries and the kind of ripple effects there but the ravens win this one 34 20 there now the number one seed in the afc after monday night what are you taking away i mean obviously what happened we talked about the Bengals' offense we know about kind of next man up in terms of mark andrews as well and we know we even got a kind of downgrade chase maybe a boost to a guy like mixon but what other things are you taking away from this because this is obviously this game had the biggest implications moving forward, not only in fantasy, but potentially in the NFL as well.
1: Yeah, I think it takes the Bengals out of the playoff hunt. I, I mean, I really can't see them with, with the schedule and stuff. And Lamar takes a bit of a hit. Losing Andrews, that's like his 1-1. One, one. You know, that's like his wide receiver one type right. Uh, I do think Zay Jones does have an opportunity here. I mean, it, like I said, he should have had like a 20-point game. And I think he's going to need to be more more uh, assertive in this offense going forward. So I mean that could be a positive for Jay Jones owners. And if you got a bench spot, you take a shot on like an OBJ, a Bateman type player, and see where that goes.
0: All right. Fair enough. Uh, What do we think about Higgins? I mean, Higgins is going to come back eventually, but now he's coming back with Browning under center. Um, Where does he slot in for you? You know, he was kind of hit or miss so far this season. I know you loved him coming into the season. Is he a, is he a wide out three right now?
1: I gotta think so. Like you said, he's been the boomer bust. He had a good game versus the bills. Higgins owners, including myself, had to be excited about that. The hamstring injury in practice. And the difference here is we see it when the backup comes in during the game, they're much better. And then when the teams have that week to prepare, right. for them, I don't know what to expect from Browning. I, I, I can't be too positive on this, especially playing the Steelers, like the Steelers offense, the fight Canada, which had to get done.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But the defense, you know, they have those guys up front that get to the quarterback. And, you know, this is an inexperienced quarterback.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, we've seen that <laughs> kind of short boost. You know, where a guy does perform well, but then they kind of turn back into a pumpkin. I'm reminded of the same thing with, like, you know, Bajan in Chicago, for example. He had one good game, and then we all kind of figured him out. But let's go to another game, Um, Cleveland and Pittsburgh. Cleveland with DTR under center, getting his first real start. It was enough to beat Pittsburgh. We all knew this was going to be kind of an AFC North black and blue kind of game, but the Browns win. They're in playoff position, winning 13 to 10. We've talked about some of the impact there without Watson, but what'd you take from this one, which was, you know, a slugfest, but really low scoring. I mean, Jalen
1: Warren is the
0: Steelers offense now.
1: Yeah. Deservedly so. Uh, I mean, Deontay Johnson gets the targets, but Kenny Pickett's, like a glorified zach wilson mm-hmm. one note from the browns look it was more of a game manager short little passes but as far as carries go ford and hunt 12 each ford got the touchdown this week which was good to see ford owner because hunt had been getting the right touches the last couple of weeks it really was going in his favor so it, you know that's really it from here for me. I mean, I, think, that's I think Pittsburgh gets a
0: little boost with the offensive coordinator change,
1: mm. but you know, Pickett really has disappointed.
0: You know, what's interesting to me, and, you know, you talk about how they have let relieved Matt Canada of his duties, but, you know, this split, you just said it on the uh, Cleveland side, but on the Pittsburgh side, we've been seeing this with Warren and Najee getting kind of work. Najee had 12 carries, but Warren, obviously, the long run, we were saying even since August that he kind of has that juice. The one thing I will also say is DTR has some rushing potential as well, so keep an eye out on that. If you are looking and kind of seeing what the Browns offense becomes under DTR, they did, in fact, shine uh, Joe Flacco to the practice squad. So we'll see how that looks in Cleveland as well. Another game that was interesting. Detroit came all the way back. They took out the Bears 31 to 26. I know one thing you have been talking about is what DJ Moore looks like with Justin Fields. As the quarterback, and what do you know? He gets back into the end zone. What do you know? Just shy of 100 yards receiving, seven catches, and that really does seem to be tied to Justin Fields for me. But what did you take out of this game? Yeah,
1: I mean, DJ Moore is back. Fields looked good. The backfield, Foreman, I think, re-injured the ankle again. So it's a three-headed monster there. So monitor that. You know, desperation flex plays. Maybe you 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 put one of them in mm-hmm. um, real quick. I don't know how Detroit came back and even won that game. I was so happy I had them tied up and everything and teases. <laughs> but uh, I'm on raw. He's just great. But you know the running game is stout there. Jmo Jamison Williams. Mm-hmm. He had the previous game against the Chargers. He had one of his best games of his career. The coach even praised him. I uh, made a really good block and stuff. He was in on some plays and then he had the big touchdown in this game, I, I'm kind of thinking he might be that sneaky guy in that playoff run. Okay. He's another weapon for them. And this kid was really, really good. In the oh, Alabama, absolutely. You know, like he was torching sec cornerbacks in college yeah. and, you know, it's been a rough whatever start to his career on many levels, but this is, you know, somebody that, you know, has an opportunity to pop.
0: Yeah, he does. I just wonder if there's enough to go around, right? Because you got Amon Ra. We all love the kid Laporta as well. Gibbs mm-hmm. has really become a beast, you know, in recent in recent weeks. And obviously you got Montgomery there still as the hammer, who did get a go-ahead game-winning touchdown against his former team. I guess that was good for you that Detroit came on back. I got to tell you, Matt, it was yeah. not so good for me. Let me tell you why. I um, was down to uh, three people in a survivor pool. Uh last week I chose the Houston Texans. The other two people chose the Detroit Lions. And so I had the chance to be the sole survivor left until Uh David Montgomery got into the end zone. You got kind of lucky
1: too. You got What's that? Of, you got kind of lucky, too, in that Texans game. Oh, yeah, I listen, C.J. Catch- Stroud
0: threw some interceptions that was uncharacteristic of him. Yeah, and It came down. They, were, they did. They, they Kyler and Connor. Listen, <laughs> with Kyler and Connor, the Arizona team is definitely a little bit different, but you are correct. So I was, and I think it's another important note there, um, Foreman, it looked like, went down. Herbert could be coming back, so we'll watch what that run game looks like as well. Next game here, we had the Packers at home take out the chargers by three points i think this is the fifth loss for the chargers of three points or less this season it's, it's absolutely be- ridiculous you see what staley kind of tried to do in the press conference afterward it didn't land with me i gotta tell you that it looks like he was just a petulant child on some level instead of kind of the uh dan campbell rally the crowd kind of thing but i digress for me one of the things that i saw in this game honestly matt you know Um, Jones gets hurt with the knee, but I don't know that I all of a sudden go to AJ Dillon. AJ Dillon is incredibly met. In my opinion, 14 carries, 29 yards, another 32 yards. But he seems like one of these, almost like Najee Harris on some level, a bigger plotting kind of back that, quite frankly, the league is moving away from. I know the Chargers had a ton of chances. Your boy, Quint Him Johnson, dropped a couple, uh, along with a lot of Chargers wide receivers. But what are you taking from this one moving forward? Because I think, listen, the Chargers are becoming a dumpster fire, and we've been fading this Packers offense for a while. Cannot play with him. Cannot win with him.
1: Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. Uh, For me, the interesting thing the last two weeks is Jordan Love has looked a lot better. Mm, Okay. You you know, against the Steelers, I was surprised how good he looked in Pittsburgh. I thought the Steelers would, you know, take care of them handily, and they were lucky to win that game. And this week, he threw a touchdown pass to Jaden Reed, Dobbs, and Watson. Yeah. I mean, Sonona's had to be ecstatic to see him get double digits of points. Uh the Jones injury, significant. It, you know, that really hurts this team. Uh Keenan Allen should have had a 40-point game. He dropped. Two he dropped. Yes. Yeah. That would have probably been touchdown. One definitely would have been touchdowns. Right in the right in inside the, you know, right, right by the goal line. Uh Clinton Johnson. I mean, that guy, I was totally wrong on. He's just – the the hands were an issue in college, but you, you figure if that's like your one issue. Like, isn't that what you just like practice repeatedly, repeatedly? for the whole know, offseason. But – and Staley came off awful. But honestly, that loss isn't on Staley. No, um, people got to catch passes. Eckler fumbled, fumbled inside yep. the like a three. The uh, it's a Keenan, Quinton, he catches catch that ball, Is gone. He's, um, so I mean, but Stanley's getting fired. It's just a matter of, of what, what yeah. well, he knows it. And I guess that's
0: why, you know, he... it's unfortunate because listen, they've, th- that roster on paper looks really good. They've obviously made the commitment financially to Justin Herbert as well. So, you know, at some, at some point, there's really only one place the gun can kind of turn to. And I do think, uh, you know, Mr. Harbar and that school up north may uh, may have some interesting designs in the offseason on that. Hello. Let's keep it moving, though, here. We're on the Fantasy Freestyle, representing the Cloud 10 Podcast Network, trying to help you win your leagues and win that cash. Dane Martinez and Maddie Modica. Next game I want to go to, and listen— I thought this was going to be a close game. I took the Raiders plus two touchdowns in this one, and it was a Miami victory, 20-13. to 13. We already talked about how HN was in, then he was out. I told you that I believed in kind of Pierce and what they were doing. Uh, Jacobs had fewer carries, but I think game script was a part of this. Two of 325 yards, two touchdowns. And I think it, dis- it-, it shows, again, how Miami kind of needs to play either from ahead or in the game. Like if they're down and these other teams can kind of get pressure on Tua and proverbially like pin their ears back, I do think you see how the rush gets to Tua. But if they're still in the game or if they're playing from ahead, you're getting 300-plus out of Tua. What do you see in this one where the Raiders kept it close for a long time?
1: Yeah, I mean, you, you saw AOC get exposed what was it like? those three picks, and they had yeah. opportunities. They had the ball, you know, in, late in the game a couple of times Devonte adams 13 targets mm-hmm. you know now he is just getting fed fed what happens is though with aoc jacoby who who's having a really good season is dead i mean he got five targets Redfo got five targets we see the young tight end michael bayer he mm-hmm. got five targets he's he's kind of ascending so i mean jacoby Myers' owners it's pretty much like you know playing Russian roulette with him now every week if he's going to do anything. Miami, obviously, it's just simple. Tyreek is just amazing. Right. The age an injury, who gets to be the second running back? Is it Ahmed again? Does Jeff Wilson get inserted? The one thing I will say about Miami at the Jets on Black Friday, the first yeah. Black Friday in 3 p.m. is watch out because the Jets at home, Pat Mahomes, Oh, yeah. Hurt Hurts, at- Herbert, I mean, the line, I think it opened up at seven and a half or six and a half. It's now 10, I see. And that defense, though, they got exposed. I mean, the, the Bills game just looked, they had no offense. Bills changed the coordinators. They, they held them without touchdowns for a while. And then the Bills got a couple of big plays as a Bills fan. I'm, I mean, mm-hmm. but that defense, watch out. It's, it's a standalone game. Yep. That defense is coming to play. Yep. So, you know, I don't think Miami, it's going to, just from what they've done all year to to elite quarterbacks.
0: No, absolutely. Know. And especially you make the point at home. This is the standalone game. It reminds me of the primetime game against the Chiefs and Patty Mahomes. It reminds me of the season opener on Monday night against Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. And they have, with, To your point, I was in the building when the Jets handed the Philadelphia Eagles their only loss of the season. You know, absolutely. So so the question is really, you know, and obviously they've gone to uh, Boyle instead of Wilson. The question is, like, if that's going to be enough, you know, they could limit Miami to say 13 points, but that might be enough to beat this team. Let's Mm -hmm. keep it moving because there was another team in New York, another team that people thought was going to have a piss poor offense. Forget about it. His mom makes great meatballs, but Tommy DeVito actually throws for some touchdowns. The G men put up 31 points. They take out the commanders 31 to 19 forget about it to me listen this is it's a cute story With Devito, But this is all about Saquon, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. 83 yards on the ground, two touchdowns in the passing game, four receptions. Saquon is performing at RB like 13, 14 kind of level. And he's done that in eight games. You know, he's missed time. So you got it right if you took Saquon. And now I think his usage will just continue to be through the roof. What did you think about DeVito? Because, you know, he's going to be on the center moving forward. Forget about it. Look, uh, what I will say about DeVito, he
1: did have the three touchdown passes, obviously, two to Saquon. Yeah. He, he does it right. If you get chicken palm, get it with vodka sauce. There you go. It's really good. I mean, I'm a big fan of that. Forget about it. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know what this kid, the Giants, the, the shame is Saquon. He's actually played really, really well this year.
0: Yes. And with everybody knowing there's no quarterback. Right. I mean, if you're a defensive coordinator, Matt, and you're facing the Giants, I'm literally putting all 53 men who have dressed in the box against Saquon. And if Tommy DeVito can beat me over the top going to Slayton or something like that, you know what? I'll tip my cap. But I'll be damned if it's Saquon that's going to beat me if I'm facing the Giants.
1: But uh, that's a takeaway. The Giants kind of screwed this up. Like, you want that top pick.
0: You want to be one of those guys.
1: But on the Washington side, there are a couple important things i know uh you know aaron uh gibson antonio gibson was out he mm-hmm. was, was limited you know they their practice yesterday but you know they put that limited tag monitor him for that thursday game because b be rob he got 17 carries the nine targets he's been involved in this passing game the last two weeks and you gotta think they're gonna need to be doing the little quick passes to the running backs i think logan thomas is a guy he led them in targets i mm-hmm. think this week, if they're gonna compete with the cowboys at all Logan Thomas is going to have to do it. And the other thing is Curtis Samuel got ejected. And then Jahan Dotson rises
0: up, gets a touchdown. So Dotson really needs Curtis Samuel out of there for him to be effective. Yeah. I like the point you made about Logan Thomas, especially, you know, we have seen kind of good play out of the Cowboys' uh, corners. You know even without digs there you know so maybe they have to work the middle of the field a little bit more About on, on Thanksgiving yeah bland looking great with the pick six obviously you know there's Gilmore there as well so I like that idea of what um Howell will have to do Howell by the way going into last week leading the NFL in passing yards so you know they're still going to throw it but you're right maybe over the middle with uh, Logan Thomas could be a way to go speaking of of thanksgiving the dallas cowboys they get a road victory over the number one overall pick in carolina they win this game 33 to 10 pollard finally gets into the end zone i think it's his first touchdown since week one the one thing that i saw that was interesting Dak completed passes to nine different dallas cowboys and i know we talk about cd lamb and how the tar- Targets are getting funneled that way. He didn't have a huge game. And and listen, Matt, I think this is good for the Cowboys, you know, oh, on some level. Maybe bad for fantasy managers, but Dak is really spreading the ball around here. And this offense looks like it's humming. I think this was like one of these like practice games for the Cowboys. Right. The C- CD even said going into
1: uh, the weekend, it's we're, we're going to get Tony Pollard right. He yeah. had 110 total yards. Getting de- people involved. Down. Uh, Even with that, though, if Rico Daddle is out there and you're a playoff team and you need to roster him, I I mean, he's rostered in all my leagues, but I know in the other ones, it's going to be like he's 75% available.
0: (laughs) I'll check for you.
1: So, so, but he's a guy, if you're a playoff team, something happens to Pollard. I mean, even without something happening to Pollard, he's, you know, he's been getting work. CD, as you said, they spread it out, got everybody else involved, but he's still got his weekly touchdown. (laughs) The only takeaway from Carolina, Dylan was back on track. 11 targets, 8 receptions. He dominated, you know. And Chuba and
0: Miles is like a 50-50 split. I don't think yeah. really, either of them really helped. I think that's fair. You would... uh you are correct. Rico Dowdle is available in three quarters of leagues right now. So go out and grab him if, be- if nothing else. Especially, I mean, if you're a Pollard owner, there's no reason why you don't already have him. But even standalone on mm-hmm. some level, because like we've seen, Power gets hurt. You get
1: RB one
0: exactly. And, and listen, they've been getting Dowdle involved. I mm-hmm. would say no, a little bit good. as well. I mean, if you think about it, um, if you look at his kind of, I don't know, carries. I mean. 12 carries against the Giants, eight carries against Carolina. It's clearly moving up in the right direction, you know, so it's definitely a good kind of stash to have. We'll get to the, um, heavily added guys on the wave wire a little bit later on in the show keeping it moving boy does it look different for me i told people that jacksonville the last few games they played against san francisco new orleans pittsburgh those are good good defenses good pass defenses and it looks a lot better against tennessee the jaguars win a divisional matchup 34 to 14 the return of calvin ridley our guys seven catches over 100 yards two touchdowns and trevor lawrence competes 24 of Thirty-two passes, two touchdowns as well. Uh, I guess let me ask it to you this way: Did this effort fix whatever people thought was ailing the Jaguars' passing game? Yeah, I mean, look, the San Francisco—you uh, know—they just took them out of that. That's game. what I'm saying. I think it was a function of their opponents and their defenses on some level. Yeah. But and
1: Tennessee was a game to get right, and yep. they did. You know, Ridley it was Ridley's week. I mean, Christian Kirk's been really super solid this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the main takeaway for me in this game is ETN, another game where the workload has been capped. Obviously, against the Narners, it was kind of a blowout. But De'arnest Johnson is the, the backup in Jacksonville. It's not, big, not big, Bigsby. Big, big love. I was here in preseason. But I think this is a game coming up against Houston. Big game. Yeah, in the division. It's a game for ETN to get right. You know, they can run on them. And the passing game... Uh, the passing defense for the Texans now which, with uh, Derek Stingley Jr. back. We saw the pick. He had a the pick, pick, yeah. He's really good, that kid. So I think the way they're going to win this game is by running the ball. Uh, so, and on the other side, it's D-Hopper really not one. I mean, I I, I want Wood Spears to be a thing so bad. And maybe he's a desperation flex play.
0: Maybe even this week,
1: you know. With, with with the matchup against Carolina who's works against the run and you know
0: Yeah, but if he's bad against the run, watch this is where you know Derrick Henry finally comes back to form. I mean, yeah. he's been at like thirty-five yards a game over the last month or so. So we'll see uh who gets right there. You know, you were talking about Stingley. Remember, Stingley was after actually drafted ahead of sauce Gardner as the first cornerback off the board in that draft. Remember he had an injury history at LSU where he was. So maybe he's back fully healthy and performing. Speaking of those Houston Texans, they get a win at home against a game Cardinals squad, 21, 16. I told you my, my, my knockout pool survives because I did have Houston there and Listen, you know, you were talking about how you got it wrong when quit him, Johnson. We were big on JSN coming into the uh coming into the season, but I mean Tank Dell is performing as wide receiver, I think, 15, and he missed a game. Another eight catches, 149 yards, and a touchdown. We were talking about Johnston. We were talking about Smith and Jigba, and it turns out to be Tank Dell, like Jordan Addison and Puka Nakua, who are the rookie wide receivers you could have needed. Those are the guys in the top 20. One other thing for me in this game, you know, and I know Damian Pierce was still out, but Singletary kind of did it again. When he has the backfield to himself, remember, he had 30 carries, 150 yards last week. Another 22 carries, 112 yards, and a touchdown for your former Bill Devin Singletary. To me, as long as Pierce is out, Singletary's is viable.
1: Yeah, real quick. I mean, it's not Nathaniel Dell anymore. It's Tank. Tank. That's right. And Singletary had his first career back-to-back 100-yard games. Right. Right. And so and Stroud, who's been phenomenal, he threw three bad picks. It wasn't his, it wasn't his best game. I got to be honest. Yeah, there's too many turnovers.
0: I, I had them on the money line. I was watching it.
1: Hey,
0: and I felt lucky. I felt very lucky. Well, there were a lot of times like they're up five driving, and he throws a pick into the end zone. There were a lot of drives The Texans had Kyler. the ability Kyler. to kind of salt it away and yeah. wound up turning the ball over. Oh yeah, no. And look, with Kyler back, you know they
1: are more competitive. Uh, you know, he's moving around well. You saw Rondell Moore get that big touchdown. Yep. Uh, the young the tight end, uh, McBride's looking really yep. good. You still got Hollywood. So that's going to be an interesting game against the Rams. I really,
0: I don't know who's winning that game be honest. No, you. listen, Arizona, Arizona wins that. I'm not
1: shocked.
0: Yeah, me neither. Arizona is definitely performing better. I think, you know, whatever they do with Kyla Murray is definitely going to be a a conversation kind of at the end of this season and moving forward, but I think well, listen, was, I think was, uh Caleb Williams and Drake May are going to be ticketed for New York and New England respectively. Uh but that's a different t- topic oh, for a different day and they face each other this week. Go ahead. How awesome is it that you got uh I mean, Fields
1: and Murray are possible trade. Yeah. So that's because those teams could. So awesome in the offseason when the teams that need quarterbacks, like, what's going to happen? You know,
0: it's also possible that the Chicago Bears could trade the number one overall pick for the second year in a row. Absolutely. You know, like that's that's absolutely possible as well. Let's get into another game with a team that is not going to be anywhere near the number one overall pick. That's the San Francisco 49ers. They're at home. They took out Tampa Bay. Uh, Brock Purdy with a perfect uh, passer rating, 333 yards, three touchdowns, only four incompletions. And here's what I'll say real quick. I just mentioned with the Cowboys how Dak found nine different guys to catch passes. This is consolidated in San Francisco. Nobody else caught a ball except Ayuk, Kittle, Debo, and CMC. Those, all those guys, you are running out, Purdy. You are running out. I think it is solidifying itself with this San Francisco offense. We know who the guys are. We love their potential, and you're starting them week to week, correct?
1: Yeah. And just uh, Brock Purdy deserves, uh, he deserves the credit. Whether he's yep. not the best quarterback in the league, he's more than a game manager. And, you know, he does take risks. I, I'll give the guy that. He threw that dangerous pass to Ayuk for the touchdown, but he's good, you know. So he just deserves some respect. And the Bucs, like Chris Godwin, he's been underwhelmed. I, 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 be I mean, it's really been Evans has been the
0: guy. So, I mean, that's really, you know, that's all I got to say about that. No, fair enough. Listen, they the next- had to buy at the right time. They had their little funk. I exactly. I think- know I think I think that's right. And I think, listen, if they're stock, you buy them now. I mean, after that three-game losing streak was the exact time to get them Trent Williams back, Debo Samuel back. And if you know, we've talked a lot about the Seattle schedule moving forward, what Geno now, Kenneth Walker banged up. I think San Francisco honestly is gonna continue over the holiday season to remind them the world that they do belong in that upper echelon. They do belong in that top tier, especially in the NFC. One other game here real quick that we can get to. We talked about it a little bit. Your Buffalo Bills under new offensive coordinator, Joe Brady score 32 points, take out the jets 32 to six. And here's what I want to ask you. Okay. Um, And and you're plugged into the bills. I don't know if this is a, um, you know, I don't know if this is because of the switch. Offensive coordinator, I know you were you were begging uh for that switch to happen, but Shakir. I mean, there's the big play, right? 115 yards, three catches. Kincaid gets six catches. No Gabe Davis, Matt, and stefan Diggs only goes four for 27. We see his brother tweeting that he's got to get on out of there. Like, is there an evolution happening in this Buffalo offense? What should we expect moving forward? What should it look like in Buffalo?
1: I don't think with the passing game there is. I think it was more about the matchup. And okay. Got Dawson Reed. The Jets got two. Gotcha. Got okay. And the, the one thing that is exciting me is James Cook. Let this guy, you know. Yep.
0: Whatever. You've been saying this. He
1: got, this kid is good. I'm not saying he's the best running back. Give him the ball. Give him screen passes. You know, this is a good player. He's the guy. I don't want to see Lat Murray in there. Like, he's right. coming in. And tell him. I'm not worried about Fournette. He's the guy that's going to help this team win. And I think things will be fine. It was just a really tough match up there. No, I hear you got one of the best cornerback tandem's. Against the Eagles, I mean that secondary has been very underwhelming,
0: and they should have lost last night. <laughs> all right, yeah, no, I I hear you, and listen, the Jets do bring a great cornerback tandem to play all the time, so a lot of quarterbacks facing the Jets are looking for. I mean, he didn't know, have that one Really made his day. It was like he was eighty. did. If he didn't have that big touchdown, but but like I also noticed that, like for example, Kincaid gets more catches than you know Davis and and, and Diggs combined. Cool. Well, yeah, well, I mean, Kincaid
1: is, is that guy. He was brought in to be like that. I guess what what's his name? Who's the little white dude? Cole Beasley Beasley? You know, like He's supposed to be that guy that can do that stuff in the middle of the field for them. Gabe Davis is more boomer bust. I think Diggs will be fine. I think Diggs has a big bounce back week against the Eagles. I think the Bills are competitive. I just it's gonna be
0: tough to beat the Eagles. All right. Interesting game in the NFC West. The Rams take out the Seahawks. The Seahawks miss a last-second field goal, which could have given them the win. 17-16 is the final. Listen, especially with um, Cup banged up, Stafford looked, you know, uncomfortable throughout most of that game. He's throwing the ball at like a 50% completion rate, I believe. You know, um, for me, the big one here is uh, enter Zach Charbonnet. In my opinion, you uh, know, if Walker is down, I mean, Charbonnet had 47 yards on the ground, but he had six catches out of the backfield. And that's something that I think is going to be a sustainable piece, whether Walker is there or not. I'm telling people, Charbonnet is a guy you need to have on your radars. And by the way, Matt, I'll let you know that he is on rosters in only 44% of leagues. He's a top running back ad, in my opinion.
1: Yes, Charbonnet, but also... Put in bids for Kenny, Maka, uh, Kenny McIntosh. Hmm. Active, I heard, uh, this week. Look, it's not a good matchup against the Niners. Right. But he's a kid that got hurt, I think, at the end of preseason. Yep. And with the other two guys ahead of him. But, yeah, Charbonnet was a really good player. The pass catching is what's really attractive here. And he was kind of usurping Walker. Just anyway. Usage. So, yeah, if he's out there, you, you 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 have to,
0: you know, unload whatever you got. You play to win the game. Let me ask you something. Uh, do you think Carson Wentz will make any starts for the Rams this season? I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I mean it's possible, you know. Stafford's, you know, like almost 40 years old and got this thumb
0: thing. So I, I don't know. You know. I, I I hear you. And unless really I hope not also, right? Because it looks bad. But you know. But I'm reminded of last year where they get Baker Mayfield out of nowhere. You put him with Sean McVay, and he looks great on Christmas Day. You know what I mean? So I wonder if McVay thinks, hey, I get a new little piece of clay that I can mold. Uh, yeah, no, I think it's got to be Stafford's injured. Stafford has right. to be Well, not well listen, guy. I don't I don't have confidence that Stafford's going to make its post for another five oh, weeks. Oh, I, I got you on that. Yeah. You Yeah. So we shall see. Uh, Sunday Night Football, interesting game. Denver Broncos, you know, end the win streak of Dobbs and the Minnesota Vikings 21-20. For me, listen, we've seen Josh Dobbs. We know what he can do. We see him in the rushing game, which I think is important. But one of the things that need to be solidified, and we were talking about this weeks before it happened, Javante Williams is not, like, in a timeshare. Javante Williams is the lead dog there. P. Ryan is the pass-catching back when they're in the kind of two-minute drill or the no huddles at the end of the game. And McLaughlin has, like, a little role to spell him maybe every third drive. But Javante had 11 of the 13 running back carries. He wasn't as productive in this one, but he's still that lead punch in the run game for Denver. Yeah. I mean, P. Ryan's the guy with the two-minute
1: offense. Right. Yes. Yeah, it's definitely Javante. Chandler, to me, look, he's not as good as Jalen Warren, but to me, it's like, you look at the Steelers. You got Warren and Najee. Talked about this. Chandler and Madison, I mean, I, I don't know what they're seeing. And the head coach, who I like of the Vikings, cost them that game on that last drive where they pretty much settled for a field goal instead of being aggressive there, mm-hmm. and it cost them the game. Yeah. No, I think them, that's fair. I, don't, I you, see it, you see it constantly. Even the Eagles last night, like – Hertz wasn't throwing the ball after they got that first down. He was like, You knew he wasn't throwing it. And I'm like, What are you doing? They got the penalty. I'm like, What are you doing? You can't give
0: Mahomes a shot. <laughs> I hear you. I have a little PTSD in one of my leagues where it was kind of important. I have TJ Hawkinson, and I lost by less than a point, Matt. And so in that last drive, there were two passes to TJ Hawkinson that got broken up by Justin Simmons. If he catches- but Justin Simmons made two excellent Simmons plays. Simmons made two good yeah. plays, but if he comes yeah. down with either one of those, I yeah. win a week. Oh, and that sorry. is, the uh, for me, in that, that is the difference of being 8-3 and three and in a position for a bye and 7-4. and four are still fighting for that wild card spot but i digress we're here fantasy freestyle helping you win your leagues and win that cash dane martinez and maddie mo looking at all the games giving you our takeaways and then we're going to be giving you some of the waiver wire heavily added guys from Modica to react to a little bit later on in the show if you want to crown them then crown their ass All right, and then the last game of the week was kind of what people were expecting to be the game of the year, a Super Bowl rematch. I don't know if it fully delivered. People were expecting another kind of shootout like we saw when these teams, you know, kind of faced each other in the Super Bowl and the previous year. But the Eagles win this game 21-17, shutting the Chiefs out in the second half. What would you take away from this one, Matt? Uh, I mean, the Kansas City defense. Yes.
1: I mean, they really had the Eagles in check. Uh, They played really well. Uh, The Kansas City offense, just dropping way too many passes. I I think the guy outside of Kelsey's got to be Rasheed Rice. Uh, I I think that has to come to fruition at some point. I know keeps saying it's going to be this week, next week, whatever. Uh, But, yeah, no, I mean, the Eagles, my my hope here is AJ Brown, Disappeared, but A.J. Brown's awesome. He's been, you know, one of the best receivers all, all right. season. Uh, but the one takeaway is, and I don't know why they haven't done it more, is do short passes with DeAndre
0: Swift. The guy is a beast in that. There's game. been a few of he those, a little dunk over the top of the lineman, and then he took it for another 20 or 30 up the middle, yeah.
1: Yeah, the time he, he changed the uh, direction and stuff, he's the guy that, you know, I don't want to see Gainwell in there. Or right. Or Scott. And Devonta Smith stepped up last night. That was a huge catch. I and mean, he just missed a
0: touchdown. Here, Devonta Smith on like,
1: oh, Right. But,
0: Let me ask you something. Because we've been trying to figure out who is this non-Kelsey guy for a while in this Chiefs offense. We saw kind of this emergence of Rasheed Rice. Um, you know, guys like Sky Moore are <laughs> trash. MVS dropping what could have been a game-winning touchdown. Um, you know, we've seen even... Uh, Miko Hardman in and out, and Kadarius Toney in and out. What about Watson, Matt? It seems Watson. like Watson is someone who at least has been in the system for a minute. Mahomes trust. He did catch the first touchdown. He dropped that fourth and 25 or whatever it was that could have maybe kept the game going, although it would have been a tough catch. What about Watson? Not in terms of like, is he going to be a week-to-week starter, but who do you think in the mind of Patrick Mahomes, you know, like if he's got to get something and it's not Kelsey, where do you think he's going? Because I, I thought it was Rice for the last month or so. I'm starting to think Watson could also fill that role. Yeah, no, Watson's a guy they trust, like he said. They
1: they really like him and stuff, and he doesn't get a lot of catches, but he makes a lot of big catches for him. He made that huge catch on the sideline, but he had a yeah. couple he had like three huge drops in the end zone, that third down play. And the one down the sideline
0: where he worked it back a little bit to the numbers and he should have worked out towards the boundary. That's where Mahomes overthrew him, but it was to the boundary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he just had three critical drops on that fourth down play. He has to
1: catch that. He has to. I mean, it was in his hand. I mean, he, mm-hmm. threw, he threw a bullet and it should have been a first down. So. I mean, I I, I don't know. Uh, you know, I I think the Eagles were fortunate to get get out of there with the win. The Kelsey fumble inside five oh, yeah. yard line was huge, and you know the Eagles haven't played a great game yet this season, but they're still, they still have one loss. And you know, I'm I'm rooting for my Bills this week, but I don't know, you know the Eagles. To me, that secondary has really been a major issue all year you thought that defense was going to be a real strong play, right and they are very good against the run last night oh what's his name they got it runs like he's pacheco know, yeah pacheco he had a good game he so did
0: here's here's the other thing and I, and I ask about the watson the rice stuff because you know it was clear you saw it on the telecast they were bracketing kelsey You know, pretty much at every chance they could get or they were rolling the high safety, obviously, to his side. Right. He still gets seven catches, but only 44 yards. Right. And I wonder at some point, is this going to bite the Chiefs in their hind parts? Like, is this going to, you know, come to fruition in the playoffs against the Baltimore or a Cleveland? If they if a defense decides, you know what, we're going to take Kelsey away. We're going to leave you singled up everywhere else and force you to beat us going downfield with Watson or Rice or Kadarius Tony. I wonder, we've been talking about this. We know the Chiefs offense hasn't been as explosive. We know kind of... On a parallel track, their defense has been amazing, and it's kind of made up for a lot of it. But I wonder if they're going to have to put up 30 points to beat Baltimore, if they're going to have to put up 27 points to maybe beat the Dolphins a second time around. I wonder if this is going to come back to bite them eventually. I mean, I
1: think so. If I'm a defensive coordinator, I'm saying Kelsey's not beating me. Right. (laughs) Look, MVS, most valuable sucker. Oh, How do you drop that and – we talked about the Watson, you know, drops that third down. He dropped that pass. That was a huge play. I mean, there was just so many big ones. So I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but yeah, no, they're gonna have a hard time if it's a shootout. Cause, you know, look, my Mahomes is just amazing. I mean, it really is. It wasn't his fault that, that drive died.
0: I hear you. He he was making the throws. I'm just fast forwarding to, you know, mid to late January against a team like Baltimore, let's say, against an offense like Miami, against even Jacksonville, you know, who has seen them before in the playoffs would not be scared going back to Arrowhead. You know, if they say, listen, we are not letting Kelsey beat us, even if it is you know, allocating more resources that way. I still have yet to really see who is that other guy who can make them pay for that. You know, I've seen it in stretches with Rice. I've seen it in random plays where Tony looks dynamic, but I don't know if there's something that Patty Mahomes trusts that they can hang their hat on. That's not number 87.
1: Well, I mean, credit to Mahomes too. He did not throw the blame on anybody. He said he throws, but I mean, just, and you see him running the ball a little bit more is, as well? just amazing, Mahomes. He, I mean, he really is. I, I don't know what the answer is. I think the answer eventually has to be Rice. I mean, Tony's a gadget player. Right. You can make a play here and there. But, I mean, MVS, yeah, he'll make a big catch. He'll, he'll get a deep play once in a while. But, you know, he's just, we've seen his career. Yeah. We'll
0: Right, so- it's interesting. And listen, with that loss, I think the other thing to note is right, right now, as we wake up, the number one seed in the AFC and the home field advantage in the AFC is with the Baltimore Ravens right now, given their record. So, you know, the top of the AFC is going to be very, very interesting. Let's keep it here moving, Matt, on the Fantasy Freestyle Cloud 10 Podcast Network, putting the fun in functional fantasy analysis. Hopefully, you don't need to be on the waiver wire as much because I will say this. There are no buys. In week 12, there's then six teams on by in week 13, the Cardinals and the Commanders in week 14. But as I look at the heavily added running backs here, Maddie, we've talked about them all. Number one, Zach Charbonnet on rosters in 44% of leagues. Coming off, like I said, I think the big part is the six catches. You also have A.J. Dillon. He is on rosters in over 60% of leagues, but worth the due diligence now that Aaron Jones went down. He is available in about 35% of leagues. And then there's the Ty Chandler. Same ownership level as Charbonnet, but I agree with you. There is clearly more juice when it comes to Chandler and Chandler, even with Madison up like Madison, we thought was concussed and may not be active, but even with Madison in the mix, 10 for 73 for Chandler, another 37 yards in the past game. I think it's Charbonnet that I'm spending my remaining fab budget on then Chandler for me. And I am not necessarily going to AJ Dillon because even though he may have some opportunity, I just don't like the player as much. So for me, it's Charbonnet than Chandler. Yeah, I agree
1: with that. I mean, I, if I miss on those two guys, I'll probably roster A.J. Dillon. You know, I, I don't want to. But if he's going to be if, – if Jones is out, he's the guy. And Love is looking a little better. The other guy, like I said before, McIntosh. Yeah. I'm putting kids on him. And the Miami situation. And a lot of people – Jeff Wilson's been dropped. Ahmed, like who's going to be the RB2? I mean, saying he doesn't need surgery, I doubt he's going to play Friday. But, you know,
0: we'll see. I mean, I'm praying he plays, but who knows? Yeah, but you're looking for it for the fantasy playoffs. And if HN does, in fact, miss time, obviously it won't be only Raheem Mostert. So trying to nail whoever that other right. guy is, the B-side of that. Looking at the wide receivers, listen, I got three names for you. One, you talked about Jordan Love getting a little bit better. We mentioned this last week. Jaden Reed, again, mm-hmm. um, four catches, but he also had that t- uh, the rush touchdown as well. So he had 92 scrimmage yards. He's only on rosters in a third of leagues. You can get him. Another one for me would be Odell Beckham, uh, who is available in around 70% of leagues coming off 116 receiving yards on four catches. And remember, Andrews is not there. And the other guy I'd mentioned, uh, this is a team coming off their by who is on rosters in 50% is uh, Josh Downs. Over in Indianapolis as well. So if I told you you had choices of Reed, Beckham, or Downs, where are you going? I'm gonna go downs. Okay. Uh, I I think, you know, as much as I like
1: OG OBJ in that offense and they're gonna need him. I think I think I lean downs here. It's close. So probably Downs, OBJ, and Reed, but I would want any of the three if I could get one of them. So, I, I just think we've seen Downs really, you know, he's looking really good in this offense. And I, I think they're going to have to, you know, continue to play in these games. They're, you know, they seem to have these wild games for the most part, except for the one in London. So, that I would uh, probably lean him, but any of those three, I, I think they're all viable options. And even. A Hill Mary play is like a Justin is, is
0: like a oh, Justin. I almost called him. Is a Rashian <Richie-Line> Bateman. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I mean, think about it. Listen, that that Baltimore offense has looked good, right? So we're trying to get as many pieces of that as possible.
1: A guy, if you want to stash for like you know,
0: you yeah, had like a dollar
1: or something, is uh, maybe Joshua Palmer because the other receiver. I That's true.
0: Him, he didn't get get hurt again. Yeah, outside of uh-huh. Keenan Allen, they can't trust Pretty- Johnson been terrible. I mean he's That's true. Even guys like Gerald and, Everett have been banged up too. You know? And
1: you know, you are still gonna they're still gonna be throwing the ball. So right. He comes back in another week or so if, you know two weeks stops. All right.
0: Just and, hard to have debt. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And then over at the tight end position, I think likely is gonna be the biggest ad. He was only on rosters in less than five percent of leagues, obviously, with Andrews going down. Um but what I would want to ask you you know, we've been talking about these tight ends for a specific team for a while. And there was news out of Atlanta. And that news is that the Falcons are going back to Desmond Ritter for this week and what sounds like the rest of the season so they can get a full read on him. I know we talked about how when they made the move to Heineke, maybe that was better for some of the passing options. You still got Johnu out there. You still got Pitts out there. What does the move back to Desmond Ritter mean for these Atlanta tight ends, if anything?
1: Uh, I mean, I don't know. I think John is a, is a staple in that offense. And you, you're hoping Pitts can make that big play each week. You know, the, him and uh, London, again, we all know they're talented. Uh, maybe Pitts isn't the same player since that injury, but... I mean, I don't know. It's you, everybody knew we were getting involved with Arthur Schmidt, so yeah. I think it's a lot of low hanging fruit on on like Twitter
0: or X, whatever you want
1: to call it now. It's
0: right. so. I mean, look. It's. What it's, do you expect out of Likely here coming in to fill an, a role which is he obviously like heavily talking. involved? But he what do we think like, it's going to look like?
1: I, I mean, I'm thinking he's going to be involved, but I would. If, if Logan Thomas was out there, I would I would take him. Logan Thomas does have a buy coming up week fourteen. Yep. The Cowboys this week. But you know, I, I think they're gonna be behind. They're gonna have to throw and stuff. And I, I, I think he's a safety blanket, a desperation tight end, especially with the with Boyle, oh, what boy is it, Boyle quarterback? <laughs> yep. Conklin. And Conklin, he gets you know, he gets you like ten points, you know,
0: and something. Ten points isn't nothing for the tight end. No, it's true because as we've been talking about, they're so touchdown dependent. Well, remember this week, no buys on the horizon, but there will be six teams on buy come week thirteen, and I know one thing: important ones, the Bills. The oh v- yeah. You got three. Yes, like you said, the Bills, you got the Ravens. Um, you know, Minnesota has intriguing players these days. They will be on by as well in week 13. That's a
1: big thing we didn't mention real quick is Justin Jefferson, if he's going to play this week or they're going to hold him out. So after the, the bye? I mean, that's why I didn't understand why they weren't aggressive on that last uh, possession they had inside the
0: red zone. Yep. You get that touchdown, it's like game yep. over. They even said on the telecast that they were talking to some of the guys in Minnesota wondering that if they won that game against Denver, does it kind of buy them more time to be able to be more cautious as it turns to JJ? And I think Collinsworth was saying he got rise smiles from some of the Vikings staff about that. So maybe they were seeing it the same way you do. But at least this week, enjoy your turkey and your tryptophan. All teams in the NFL will be in action. And when we come back after that, We'll be letting you know when the dust settles, how to handle it. There'll only be a couple of weeks left until the fantasy playoffs, and there'll be a lot of buys coming up on week 13. But this has been another edition of the Fantasy Freestyle, telling you to like, follow, subscribe, drop five-star review, and then come back next week. Hopefully, you'll be primed and ready for the playoffs, because I know we will be. We'll hear from you then. Come on back. We'll see you. We out. Peace. They are who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook.